Welcome to season four of the Be Your Own Kind podcast. I am so excited to share some new ideas and experiences with you and also introduce some more wonderful, fantastic people on the platform. Be sure to visit our site, www.beyourownkind.com to be able to keep up with the latest news and the latest blogs and content. Also, we have a Facebook community that involves giveaways, touch base, and exclusive deals. If you like the content, be sure to tip your girl Lamarcha T on Kofi, located at ko-fi.com backslash beyourownkind24. Thanks again for your continued support and enjoy the episode. Well, good evening, Jeremy. How are you today? I'm doing well. Can't complain. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's almost Friday. I have to keep reminding myself it's Thursday because I keep feeling like it's Wednesday and I don't like that feeling. <laughs> this whole, yeah, this this whole week, it feels like it's a different day than it is. It, I've, I've got that. Yeah, it's I me, mean, but I'm unemployed. So every day feels like Friday to me right now. Oh, man, that sounds like freedom to me. But <laughs> It, it kind of is, but sever, severance pay is the only thing that makes it freedom, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, um, welcome to the Be Your Own Kind podcast. Thank you for taking out the time to be on the platform. Can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Gladly. I am, I'm 34. I'm a, I'm a husband, a stepfather or two. I host one podcast and I co-host two other podcasts. I am a busy man. Very busy. What's the name of the one that you host? I host Paranormal the New Normal. Okay. And then you co-host the music. Uh, what's the name of the one you co-host? I co-host Maniacal Music Musings and I also co-host another show called Global Strangeness. Okay, so I thought that was one whole title. Like, <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like that's a, that's an interesting, interesting title. <laughs> so, can you tell us a little bit more about the three podcasts? Of course, mm-hmm. Paranormal: The New Normal is a paranormal interview show. I have people from all walks of paranormal and spiritual life on, whether they be psychics, mediums pet mediums, which are always fun. Um, people who have to, people who have worked for the government before and know things about extraterrestrials and UFOs, or people who are paranormal investigators and go to houses trying to help people solve their haunting problems, or also people who are looking for Bigfoot. I mean, the list goes on forever on that field. So it's just a show of me talking to the guest and it's all about the guest. They get to talk the whole time, basically, so. Oh, wow. When I think of paranormal, I think of like The Exorcist and uh, the actual movie. What was it called? The Paranormal Movie, I believe that's what it was Par- called. Paranormal Activity. Yeah. yeah, Paranormal Activity. Yeah, that, that creeps the crap out of me. But um, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, the dead, stay with the dead. <laughs> Mo- most hauntings are not that severe. It's just a, they have, to, Hollywood has to make it look as bad as possible in order to make it, you know, interesting. But it's just there's a lot to the paranormal field there's tons of cryptids or unknown creatures out there that people supposedly see i mean the the existence of bigfoot and dogmen is a whole nother thing that it's just how long till the government tells us they know about it but i mean and with ufos getting shot down in america over the last couple weeks there's been a lot of hot topics going around the paranormal world right now so 
<laughs> mm, I missed. I missed that. I think I'm clouded by um, Instagram and um, I don't know Nicki Minaj and, <laughs> and Chris Brown. They've been taking up my entire week, so I miss yeah. those. <laughs> I mean, How but- is Nicki Minaj constantly? Okay, this is also a How is she constantly trending? Yet she puts out in no music. Like it's amazing. I'm like, she is a superstar for doing absolutely nothing at this point. And I'm like, that is stardom where you just you don't have to do anything else. You don't have to put out anything. And if you go outside, you are constantly trending on Twitter. She is constantly trending on Twitter. Thanks for well, thanks I mean, for the, Car- the, the the Kardashians did the same thing, but yeah, I guess there's a difference because Nikki. Okay, that's let me not say what I'm about to say. Nikki, like, you know, have like an album and you know, writes her own things and stuff. I don't I don't know. Um people have there has been a um I don't know, a question floating around like what exactly are the Kardashians' talents? Um having having a stepfather who went through some changes. That's what their talent is and being related to OJ Simpson's case. That's basically all their talent. Yeah, but they but they're rocking whatever it is. It's got to be some type of hidden talent that we just don't know about because they're they're like millionaires. <laughs> because they, uh, I I honestly can't explain how they got famous because it just mystifies me to this day. The fact that Keeping Up with the Kardashians ran for like twenty seasons is beyond me. It should have been canceled after one. Like I just I don't get it. I can't get into it. People like it. Whatever. That's their choice. I mean. But they stayed famous by dating famous guys. That's how they stayed famous. I that mean, Kanye. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think that fits in paranormal, in my opinion. But. <laughs> well, it's it's funny you say that because part of paranormal is conspiracy theories. And um, okay. Uh, I mean, the Kardashians have been a conspiracy theory in my mind for a long time. I think they're Illuminati, but I don't know. <sighs> Another thing about Illuminati, does that really exist or is that just something that's just floating? Because, I mean, I think it, it may exist, but does it exist to the extent that everyone is like saying it is like with blood sacrifice and killing the family members? Like, is that really uh, a thing? Well, I mean, the way I see it is whether you want to call it Illuminati, whether you want to call it New World Order, something, some body of people are controlling the world and making all these strange things happen in my mind like i mean and they say that rihanna at the super bowl this year because she was dressed in all red and because she gave the symbol while she was performing like that you know that she was basically giving a hint to the illuminati they say the same thing with um what's his name that performed at the grammys um seth or sean something oh sam know. smith yeah like they say like they said the same thing about him being part of the illuminati because of that like I don't know. It's there's something going on. I can't put my finger on it, but do do powerful groups of people who who have a lot of money control the world? Oh, I would not. I would bet. I would bet on any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I know that they. I know they control it. I know that they control the masses. They know they set what's trending. But the fact of like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it gets too deep. Like, a family member can't die or a celebrity can't die without it, without them having been murdered. Like, there's no more natural causes. It's just, 
it's just people just out murdering people for the sake of murdering people and i'm just like that gets to be too much to me so i mean in a, in a world where the conspiracy of epstein island exists and we almost have that one proven i i kind of stop disbelieving things at this point like everything seems believable like mm -hmm. if i never would have thought that island would have existed and then bam all of a sudden oh it exists and we arrested the people who ran it oh look they're dead <laughs> something's not going right here <laughs> yeah I mean, and... no go ahead i mean i mean something's not right with the world and i just that's why i love i love the paranormal because it's trying to figure out what's real and what's not real and do we ever get answers once every couple hundred years like when the government admits that ufos are real that's the only time we get answers but other than that it's rare to get answers in the paranormal world but it's just it's interesting topics and it's there are thousands of podcasts about it but i just i want to throw my hat in the ring and try to get my own podcast actually have to i mean global strangers is a paranormal podcast as well it's a mm -hmm. it's a discussion podcast me and my me and my two co-hosts deborah and scott every sunday night at nine o'clock eastern we just we we go we go around picking topics each week and we just study we bring up a topic we just did a bigfoot episode last week our, our first bigfoot episode actually it'll probably be one of like six or seven but there's a lot to go out there with bigfoot <laughs> but including bigfoot erotica which is so prevalent it's ridiculous i'm serious if you go to amazon and search bigfoot erotica you'd be surprised how many books come up oh wow Wow, mm -hmm. I never heard of that. Those two words in the same sentence. Let's know. I I didn't until I heard a, a Bigfoot erotica author interviewed on a podcast, and then I was like, "What? People actually want to read that?" I'm like, "I gotta start writing books." God, <laughs> but yeah, and it's a popular genre, huh? Oh, I mean, paranormal erotica, I'd say, is a popular thing. I mean. Whether it's Bigfoot or vampires or werewolves, like it's some more of the classic horror erotica too that falls into that category. But I mean, because you know, people, women for a hundred years have loved reading vampire books with the hot vampire guys and even hot vampire girls for the guys out there. I mean, it, they go both; they, they make it work for everybody. But it's just the paranormal world is a very big world there's a lot of subcategories and even more subcategories underneath those so there's always something to talk about okay I'm, I'm curious what what um i guess what interests you about the paranormal world like what you know besides the i don't want to call it a rabbit it kind of is a rabbit hole sometimes like you said you don't get answers right away so it's just a lot of theories just out there like what what had you what what makes you stay in the rabbit hole see I mean, when I was a kid in the 90s, the, n none of this stuff was talked about in general public like it is today. But I always found, I, I was a big library kid and I always found one or two books that had Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, and aliens in it. And it always just, it amazed me. It amazed me that these things could be real. Like, is there really a big primate that makes me look small and I'm a pretty big guy. It makes me look small and it could be walking around my backyard one day, who knows? I mean, I actually do live near a Bigfoot hotspot, so it's possible. But so, I mean, it's and they, they're all over the world. That's the thing. Like once you start watching like shows like Monster Quest and stuff like that, like in the early 2000s, like it's just these things are spotted all over the world. They said different names 
because people need them different things in different areas. But I mean, they're spotted all over the world and they're not the only thing too. I mean, there's lake and sea monsters spotted all over the world like Loch Ness so, or Ogopogo or Bessie or I mean, there's I can go down, there, there's a list, trust me. There's a huge list of sea, mo sea monsters out there that people have named. But I mean, it's stuff that's been being seen since the beginning of time too. That's the funny part is that it's, I mean, we all know sailors and pirates saw sea monsters. Everybody said they were drunk, but they, but they they saw something and they had to have seen it. And they saw giant squids too, but no one believed them until we discovered them about 15 years ago. The colossal squid is now a thing that nobody knew, nobody thought it existed. Everybody thought it was drunken pirate talk, but now it's a real thing because we finally dove deep enough to find them. Hmm. So, I mean, there are plenty of paranormal. I mean, gorillas. Gorillas were once paranormal creatures, but when when we when white men start going to Africa for horrible reasons, but when they start going to Africa, they heard legends of these hairy men that live in the woods in the jungle that come and kill them, come and kill the Africans. And lo and behold, next thing you know, we found gorillas. So, I mean, a lot of animals that we know about today were once cryptids, were once unknown creatures that just scared people so is there a chance there's a big hairy primate in the woods or monsters in the sea or living dinosaurs even yeah there's a chance and if you check out if you check out paranormal the normal or global strangers we talk about all that you got my mind right i got i know i got quiet because i'm thinking about like something something today that may seem as a theory like you said years from now it may actually be you know found out and discovered like hey this person wasn't losing their mind like this this actually exists so i hmm. mean we've been there are actually states in the united states where bigfoot is on the endangered species list hmm. to stop people from trying to hunt it he could just be a really big bear or a really big gorilla maybe well gorillas gorillas don't live in the united states Mo most primates don't live in the United States at all. I mean, okay, Florida. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, Florida has Florida has chimpanzees because of people with illegal pets. But other than that, like, I mean, they don't. Most mostly mostly the country doesn't have primates living in it, like, except for humans. <laughs> Oh yeah, we are technically in primate. You are correct. We I, are, I, and I, I mean, remember that from school. Yeah, I remember that. Too. <laughs> the, the, the most popular theory, the most popular theory, is that back in caveman days, there was another species that we knew existed called Gigantithecus. It was supposed to be a eight to ten foot, based on the skeletons we found, but eight to ten foot humanoid, and yeah. so we think. We originally thought it went extinct because humans killed it off. Like they did every, like Homo sapiens killed off every other caveman species. We thought they killed that off too. But the theory is what if they saw the humans were killing them off? So they went a different direction and went to hide in the woods. And that's what Bigfoot is. And they've been existed since the beginning of time. I mean, Gilgamesh, one of the most, I was one of the about oldest to say that yeah <laughs> one, one of the oldest epics gilgamesh a mesopotamian superhero basically mm. his his best friend in his epic Enkidu, the way they describe him people think he's either a bigfoot or a dogman mm. 
Like it's, it goes back a long way. I mean, Egyptian, Egyptian gods. I mean, Aztec gods. All these gods in different countries were animal gods, half half animal, half human. So, who's to say these creatures didn't really exist, or that they weren't based on things that these people were, these ancient people were seeing, either come from the sky or existing on Earth? Right, and you, and and now that you're talking, I know in Genesis it mentioned giants, um, half human and half angel. Nephilim, um, yeah. They were, yeah, and they were, um, they were they were labeled as giants modern day, but back in the day they were just really, really tall. So, um, I think that that kind of correlated with the the skeletons that you were talking about. People based well, it on on that, and just some people based it on the scripture. Um, yeah, I mean. But that's also the thing too. I mean, supposedly they they all got killed off in the flood that Noah survived. But right. what exactly. if they, what if what if some of them survived by going into cave systems or something? That's true. Like, that was the purpose of the flood in the first place because they were acting a fool. So um, that's what <laughs> that was why the flood happened in the first place. So yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's so many there's so many theories in the, the day. I mean, it, it yeah. all comes down to what it it all comes down to what people believe in. What their exactly. I mean, religion does play a huge part into it in a lot of paranormal world. Like religion plays into a lot of different aspects, and people dispute things or agree with things because of religion as well. Which I mean, I I myself am agnostic. I don't want to give my belief to anything until I have definite proof. I know there's something out there. I know there's things out there I can't explain that happen. I've talked to people who talk to angels, supposedly, and they don't seem like they're lying. They don't seem like they're saying anything that's not true. So, I mean, these things have to exist. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I live in a haunted house with two spirits, for God's sake. So things exist out there. I just, I don't want to say I believe in this or that until I have proof. And that, that makes sense because that's what, paranormal is all about right exactly if you have I mean, proof then you know it's it's just a theory and so you have proof however you collect the evidence along the way so exactly i mean i can easily talk about bigfoot for three hours straight and give a lecture on it if i had to because i have heard so much evidence about over the last 10 years that i can easily just keep rattling off things and hopefully people listen but yeah Okay, so you have another podcast about music. So before we get, I just want to know what it, first of all, what is your favorite genre of music? Do you have a couple of favorites or you, what you doing? I, I, I will say I have two favorite genres of music Okay. and they are, and they're complete opposites. I love horror, horrorcore rap, like Insane Clown Posse, Mouth Kings, Three Six Mafia, early three six mafia i'll add that emphasis in there but um so i like horrorcore rap that's and i also love symphonic metal like nightwish avantasia a lot of bands from europe like i love i love metal it's orchestra music and metal music put together like trans siberian orchestra that's the best way to say it because everybody knows who they are okay okay Okay. Um, I think I think I I was more I more know the people in the hardcore hardcore rap category. Um, my husband is a huge huge fan of Three Six Mafia, so um, I have the luxury of of listening to them 
which we always say that most of their beats sound alike, but then the more I listen to it, I'm like, maybe it is a little bit of distinctness. In I well, I like Three Six Mafia before they got big. I like, oh. and it's not, it's not, it's not hardcore. It's horrorcore. It's okay. like horror movies, but horror. It's like horrorcore. It's horrorcore. What's the horror difference horror. between hardcore and horrorcore? Because horrorcore music talks more about like horror movie subjects like people killing people each other it talks a lot about serial killers that are real or fake ones they make up like it's very story-based rap i mean and it's usually almost like it's like listening to someone rap a horror movie almost a lot of them so eminem I mean, <laughs> eminem is hardcore yeah he's technically yeah, I'm gonna say, that sounds eminem-ish yeah i mean fresh i mean will smith's uh nightmare on my street is argued to be one of the first horrorcore songs hmm. i don't know if i agree with that but i mean i, I love it it's a, it's a great song i mean most Smith has a lot of great songs but i mean that i don't know if it's the beginning of horrorcore but i mean they also say uh what's their names with uh fat boys or what's it why, why can't i think of their name but uh freddie's coming right oh yeah freddie's coming like they what's their name the fat boys or um I can, I can, ah, we just did a Halloween, we just did a Halloween songs bracket back in October and I had them on it. I forget that, but they, phrase coming. It was a, the, it was a theme. It was a, a rap song they did for the theme for Freddy, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, okay. Not, like, what the heck? I cannot remember their name. <laughs> I don't know. I was horrified of Freddy Krueger. So anything with his name or anything associated with him, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, Nightmare on My Street actually is a little bit creepy. Like when I was a kid, it used to scare me. But like that's that, that's that song is even though it's Will Smith, like the most non-abrasive rapper ever. Right. It's still, it's it's still horrifying. That song is still horrifying when you're a kid. Just the music, just the music, like the Nightmare on Elm Street theme music in the background. Like uh, that, that music just invokes horror, but. Yes, just just associating Will Smith with horror. Well, I don't know. Nowadays, you know, he's a little scary. So <laughs> only if you make, only if you make fun of his wife. But right, he has limits. <laughs> but so, I mean, yeah. So do you think? So do you think that music nowadays, like the newer artists, are they just as creative as the the artists from the past? Mm, I see it's a double-sided double question there, but I mean, I think certain artists still are. I I don't think any of the popular artists are creative at all. I think they rinse and repeat everything. A lot of the underground artists that are trying to make it are creative because they have to be. I mean, I'm trying to think of who I can even say because I, I mean... Lately, the stuff I've been listening, the newest stuff I listen to is symphonic metal out of Europe. I mean, the, the bands that are still putting out stuff from there. I mean, other than that, I mean, even hardcore rap is hit. I mean, there's still some that are creative, but a lot of them have just been not producing as much music these days. Or the music they've been producing, I haven't had a chance to really listen to. I mean, I love, like, I love Insane. I'm a huge juggalo. I love Insane Clown Posse. They were creative as, they, as hell in the 90s and early 2000s when they came out with their Joker card set and all their music they came out with was creative because no one ever did anything like that. Right. Like a fancy, a fancy world of a Christian fantasy world or there's a dark carnival of 
and that's God judging people as a dark carnival. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Who, who could have thought of that besides them? Right. But do you think when you reach a certain status, like as an artist, you don't you don't necessarily have to be creative anymore because people are just like I just said earlier, people just follow you from from what you've done in the past. and You don't really have to do anything present day, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, look at Kanye. He went crazy and people still love him. Yes, he still has an entourage. He definitely does. But it's based off of what he started like the origin you know the high school yeah. dropout people are still loving him from his first project and so they just tell along so i think after a while the artists realize that and they're just like yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i mean they do even even insane clown boss he realized after a while like we don't even got put out that good music anymore we just put out music that sounds like us and and bands that sound like us and we're gonna make money so let's just go with it <laughs> like i mean everybody hits that point i mean Marilyn Manson did too. Like he hit a certain point where he knew his fans would always follow him. And I mean, I like everything he's put out, except for a few songs here and there. But I mean, pretty much everything he's put out has been amazing. But he's just—it's not as good as it was in the '90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I, I think one of my favorite artists that I think still well tried up until the, the early 2000s, Madonna. Madonna albums, even though some of them were underrated. They still, it still was an album, you know. Um, Ariana Grande, she still produces albums, like where you could just listen to it from beginning to end. So, like you said, it's it's not everybody, but some people just, you know, well, you know, that's, that's they don't have to. That's actually the point of our show that we do is we it's an album challenge show, so we bring albums that we love for the most part from beginning to end. I mean, sometimes we'll bring an album and we'll be like, all right, I don't like this track and this track. Just mm -hmm. heads up. Like, like when, on the show, I should say, like, yeah, I don't like that track. It's just not, not a good track, but the rest of the album is bomb. But we bring albums that we love. And you, I mean, you'll see me, we both, me and my co host, Chancey, bring albums that you probably never even heard of a lot of the time. I mean, yes, we bring some popular stuff. We've brought Blue Oyster Cult. We've brought uh, uh, Savage Garden. I mean, We've brought I like him. Van Halen. I mean, it's just a lot of we've brought a lot of famous bands that we like. But I mean, Elton. I brought Elton John album a couple weeks ago. But it's just it depends on what it is. We let our guests pick their album first, and then we try to match it with something we think can stand up to it. So, okay. and a lot of times it's just stuff that no one has ever not stuff that no one has heard of, but stuff that the other person hasn't heard of. I mean. But I've gotten introduced to a lot of good music act, a lot of good bands from my co-host. Like, uh, Dog Fashion Disco. Never heard of them before I met Shanty. They're now one of my favorite bands. Like, they're such... They do the weirdest music possible, but it, they, they do it in a way that's so catchy and good. It's just like, oh my god. I mean, it's just... We, we have taught each other a lot about our about music, and it's great. Our, our guests love it too because it's a way to learn about new music. Yeah, most. Of, so when do you guys air that podcast? We usually do that one Tuesday nights at nine uh, Eastern, eight Central, because that's when my co-host gets off work. But and it can be sporadic though, depending on um, scheduling guests. We've had some issues with guests lately not coming through like they're supposed to. But that happens. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah, that's that's that, that's the podcast world. I, I have that issue on both podcasts, and I'm used to it. But yeah, I don't I don't have backup episodes of maniacal music musings set to go always. So that's the issue. My paranormal show, I have enough. I already have my my all my episodes going out through the end of March, basically ready to go. So it's just at this point, it's just interview whenever I can. But that show, it's kind of hard because like we don't have backups, so we need to do something this week to get a show out. But but it's hard. You can't you can't just record one of those episodes because you have to listen to three CDs or two CDs at the least, and we're gonna do like a, just the two of us episode. So I mean. And I don't want to record multiple times a week because then I have to listen to like anywhere from four to six CDs and it's just, I don't have that time. Yeah, that, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> Overload a little Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like when we do our brackets that you were talking about before we went out recording, like the one, the clips you saw, those brackets, you have to listen to 34 or 36 up to 68 songs for those brackets if you don't know the songs already. So, I mean, if you don't know the music, I mean, some of them I know all the music because it's my band. I'll still listen to it because I, I mean, like, like this weekend we're doing a Chuck Berry bracket. Oh. I knew maybe it's only thirty-four songs, but I knew out of that maybe two or three songs of his. So, I was listening to all of it last weekend while driving to go see in-laws. <laughs> like I was listening to all of it because like I never even heard of most of these songs, and I want to give him the due respect they deserve because Chuck Berry is a legendary performer. Right. Right. So it's some preparation for the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's I do more preparation for that show than I do for any other show I'm on because I don't need to for other shows. Other shows are just free flow conversation. So right. it's just go there and talk about things I already know about. <laughs> right. Right. So, Jeremy, you have three podcasts just streaming a lot. First of all, where do your podcast stream from? Both of well, Global Strangers, you can mainly find on YouTube and okay. BitChute and Rumble and a couple of, I don't control where that one goes. That's my co-host Scott. So uh it's on YouTube. I would go there. And we're on Spotify as well, but I don't know if he's updated all the episodes recently. But okay. YouTube's YouTube's the best place for that. But um the two, my two shows that I run and edit behind the scenes, Paranormal the New Normal and Maniacal Music Musings, you can find on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, basically any podcatcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find it. Uh, they're both on, they're both on all ten different platforms that Anchor allows them to go to. So, okay. And a question: So, because you you seem real experienced with podcasts, because you have several of them going, what advice would you give to someone that wants to start a podcast? Like, I actually was on six podcasts at one point. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I had to cut back because my wife was ready to kill me. But, um. If you if you want to start a podcast, know it's a labor of love. You're not going to get rich off of it. I mean, I've been doing it for, I've been I've been on podcasts of my own that I run. It hasn't even been a year yet, and I've made maybe a couple hundred bucks here and there from sponsors and other ways. But I mean, it's not you're not going to get rich. Don't don't expect to become a YouTube star just because you start a podcast. Like you need to do it about something you love and then maybe five years ten years down the road you get huge maybe maybe i mean before covid podcasting was a lot you had a lot better chance of getting big before covid but since covid everybody and their mom wants to be a podcaster so i mean i hear about 
I hear on Facebook about podcasts starting every day almost that people are asking for advice. Like, I'm starting my own podcast. I'm like, good luck. <laughs> uh, if you don't, I, I would say, I'm like, you're not going to make money right away. Don't, don't depend on it. Have a job. Like, you're not going to, it's not going to pay your bills. It's not going to pay your bills. Like, I never, <laughs> I, I've actually, I, I had mediums that had been in my show and tell me, like, when I lost my job recently, like, this is time to focus on podcasting and to try and make it into something that's monetary. And I'm like, I wish I could, but I don't see that as a possibility when I have fit, when I have kids and a wife to worry about. Like I have to support them. Like I can't depend on that. Like if I was living, if I was living in my mom's house, then yeah, sure. <laughs> but I would take the time and work on it. But I have a mortgage to pay. Like I need a real job on the side. But podcasting is a labor of love. I do it because I love talking to people. I like meeting random people. I like being. I like to talk to people such as yourself that I didn't know existed. And that's the great thing is I get to meet you now and it's my podcast circle is huge because of all the different shows that I've guested on because people that have been in my show I have more friends through podcasting than I ever had in real life and that's a great feeling because I now have 1.8k followers on Facebook because of podcasting when I started podcasting I had maybe 400 friends so <laughs> it's a whole it opens your world completely. Like you're gonna see parts, people you've seen in people's heads, things you never imagined existed. So it's great. I mean, it'll open your world and it'll make you feel like you're more connected to the whole world, basically. I've had people on my shows from Europe, from Africa, from, I don't think Asia yet, but someday we'll get there. Australia, I've had people, I've been on Australian shows as well. Like, so it's just all over the world. It's amazing. I mean, South America. I've had South American people on my paranormal show as well. So it's incredible the way it works. And you'll meet people all over. And hopefully someday you make it big if you want to. But I don't count on it. I'm not depending on it. It's just something I do. I have a, I have a following now. It's a small one, but it's a following. And I appreciate every one of my listeners. And I tell them that every episode. Like, I do this for them. Because they want to hear more content. And because all the reasons I just mentioned. But... It's a labor of love. Someone once told me that when I first started out, and that's that's advice that I took to heart, and I kind of always pass on. Yeah, you are exactly right. Because a lot of people that start their podcast, um, you'll go back and maybe they made it one season or two season, and then you haven't heard from them like two, three years. Because it, it is labor. It's a labor, like you said, a labor of love, and it takes a lot of work, tight, a lot of preparation, a lot of trying to get guests topics things of that sort so you have to make sure that number one like you said choose a topic that you love and number two make sure that you love podcasting number one because if you don't and you're just looking to make a quick buck you will be sadly disappointed so yeah <laughs> and and the last thing i'll say about it is you you need to have a personality for it yeah i know i've i've worked with podcasters and known podcasters who it sounds like they're reading off a page like mm -hmm. something they wrote ahead of time when they're doing it and no one wants to listen to that. No one wants to watch that. It's no one wants to read you. No one wants to watch you reading lines. Like, no, they don't want to do that. Like, you got to have the personality to come up with them. You got to basically be able to do like improv almost, but for while staying at home on a computer. <laughs> I mean, it's just like you got to be able to think of things on the fly to say. Or, I mean, all my all my podcasts are free flow conversations for the most part. I mean, yes, on the music one, we do preparation and we do this. We do it. We, we do a certain like formula for it, but. It's still a lot of off-the-cuff comments and whatnot, so me and my co-host go each other all the time, just off-the-cuff comments, but I mean, it's just the way it is, and 
especially on the brackets. I mean, I started off on a bracket show that I don't like to talk about anymore because things went sideways with that one. But even if you're doing a bracket, it's all just it's all more about it's more about you making jokes about the bracket than actually picking the winner, or even though it's important to pick the winner as well and see who wins. But it's all about the the participants like making jokes about stuff. That's what makes it good. Nobody wants to watch us just make just say, "Oh, I picked that one over that one." Like the whole time, like no one wants to watch that. You gotta make it entertain people so they can laugh right. at it. Yeah, and that's that's not an easy feat. You are correct. <laughs> like I have my questions, but if we have a conversation, I'm not gonna cut off the flow of the conversation to go with that question. And sometimes none of my I never I don't even reach half of my questions because the conversation just flowed another direction, and I just let it flow because, like you said, it's it's better that way. I think people are looking more for authenticity than rehearsed anyway. When you listening listening to anything at this uh, point, I mean. If if you want to hear a podcast where it's just people basically reciting a script, go listen to podcast because they do that with a lot of shows where they just sound it sounds like they're reading like a history lesson off a script, which is fine. I love that sometimes when I'm driving around or whatnot. I used to drive eight nine hours a day for my job just all around Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and I, that's fine. I enjoyed like history lessons like that kind of from with people with good voices, but it's. It's not what you want us to do all the time. You want comedy. You want to hear, you want to be able to hear something. I literally have almost died like in accidents because I'm laughing my ass off at a podcast and all of a sudden someone cuts me off. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Like, not the time to listen to this podcast. But I mean, if Kevin Smith or Mark Maron said something and I'm driving and I start dying laughing at it, like, it's, it could be dangerous, but it's just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. So. So um, here at BYOK, we have a signature question, and that question is, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it be and why? Unpredictable. Mm, why? Because you never know what's going to come out of my mouth next. Just ask anybody I work with. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for editing, as you said, yes. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's not a bad thing to me. To some people it is. To some people, if you're too outrageous, because you might offend some people, then you're not allowed to be on people's podcasts anymore because you're too outrageous and because people have no strength. People have no... I don't even know the right word for it anymore, but people had to... People are weak. That's the way I want to say it. I don't want I don't want to say it the way I normally say it on this podcast, but people are weak. They get offended too easy nowadays and everything is offensive nowadays. You can't just speak your mind and people don't think people don't think anymore, oh it's a joke, it's fine. I mean, I live for the days of like Archie Bunker and George Jefferson going at each other. Like that to me is comedy. That's what it should be. But it's too offensive nowadays. Archie Bunker would be canceled in a second if he if he was still around. Half of the people would have been canceled. <laughs> uh, true, uh, true. I mean, George Car George Carlin, Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah, I mean, all of them would have been canceled. They're still around. So yeah. Yeah, like um, when the um, Coming to America, the second one came out years later. Everybody was like, "That wasn't racy at all." I'm like, Eddie Murphy not trying to get canceled. He cannot say the same stuff he said in the original. None of that stuff is gonna happen from the original because. <laughs> It's not the time of day for that. I'm like, Eddie Murphy knew what he was doing. He can't do 80s coming to America. 
now in the 2020s. He can't do that. <laughs> it's just not the same. I feel bad for comedians mostly in this. I, I, I do. I do. I mean, it's yeah. just sad. Uh, I mean, the royal penis is clean, your highness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the first one. <laughs> I know. I, I, I just actually watched it for the first time a couple months ago when I machined oh my myself God. for saying that. But I, I just watched it for the first time because it just... It came out the year I was born, so I never saw it because it just, I mean, I knew it existed, but I just uh -huh. never saw it, but it's just, I mean, and I'm an Eddie Murphy fan. I grew up in the 90s with Eddie Murphy, but I just never watched, I never went back and watched a lot of his old stuff, so, yeah, besides that, that stand-up. Yeah, that's a classic. I, I saw his um, Raw maybe five, five, six years ago. I did watch mm -hmm. Raw, finally, and it was still funny, and then, oh, like, I mean, it came out in the 80s, and I was really laughing, like, like, I mean. I, I I still like watching freaking All in the Family and Jeffersons, and they came out in the seventies, and they're still funny. Like, yeah. But it's funny because Netflix don't doesn't, doesn't pick up those ones because they don't want to get canceled. No, they. I mean, they they fighting for the their little independent films. They be trying to hold on to those because some of those be kind of racist. Like, why did you accept this? But but yeah, but you can't you can't. No, it's just not the same. I'll just put it like that. It's just not the same. Yeah. <laughs> millennials and their cancel culture well actually i'm a millennial but i don't act like a millennial but millennials and whatever generation is after that i always forget they their cancel culture has ruined a lot of things in this world that's a I strong mean, statement jeremy strong robin williams r.i.p if he was still hanging around he would have been canceled from if they heard a stand-up really I don't think I ever watched his stand-up. Oh, watch his stand-up from the 90s. Oh, my God. Or from the early early 2000s when he was on HBO doing stand-up. Like, his stuff got racy. Like, the way he talked about religion, the way he talked about a lot of stuff, it just got racy. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, I, I love Robin Williams. I'm a huge Robin Williams fan, but... And he definitely had... Ish he definitely had issues. I mean, you could tell from his from his stand up, you could tell like he, he yeah he he was no holds barred in his stand up. It was hilarious. Like, and his voice has made it all the better. But yeah, I, I have to watch it. I I know Robin Williams from Aladdin and Mrs. Doubtfire, so that is. Oh, I am a fan of his. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, which is one of my favorite movies ever, is his stand up toned all the way down to like one. Oh, I mean, I may be over exaggerating that a little bit, but still, it's just that's the way it is. Like he's, he is so funny in his stand up. I mean, I've had my dad had his CD had CDs of his like stand up, and like I've seen his specials on YouTube and stuff. And back when they aired on HBO, I saw him as a kid. Like they're hilarious. Like I mean, he was a better stand up comedian than he'll ever be an actor, in my opinion. That's saying something. Hmm. Sa same with Bob Saget. Bob Saget was the dirtiest comedian ever. He but was. Even, but then he goes and does Full House. He's like, Dan, like, no, no, Danny, no. <laughs> what are you saying? No, I love it. I, I love it because it's, I would say, they're like me. I advertise myself the podcast as I can be G-rated, but I can be triple X-rated as well. Like, you tell me where on the spectrum you want me to go. <laughs> like, I don't think Dave Chappelle cares. Um, oh, God, no, he don't care. He don't care about being canceled at all. He just say what he wants. <laughs> That's the thing. People always say to me, like, aren't you worried you're in, your podcast are going to get canceled if you say something outrageous? I'm like, no, I'm not, because I'm not going to get canceled. Like, 
Let them try. Let them try. People that really like me are going to like me for me. I don't care what the general public thinks. I mean, the general public is full of idiots, basically, these days. I mean, and that's toned down what I like to say about them. But <laughs> the general public these days is just full of idiots. It is. You watch I wouldn't them, you say wa idiots. I would just say a lot of non-thinkers. Um, I think people just ride the ride the trending train a lot, and I think, and I, I kind of say that's due to social media a bit. You know, whatever mm -hmm. social media says, that's what goes. So, yeah, well, they say video killed the radio star, and I'll say social media killed people's perception of the world. It it, it killed reality, if anything, in, in some aspects. Oh, yeah. I mean that that movie, Ready Player One. That's going to be reality someday, and that's scary. I've never seen it. Ready Player One? It's it's based off a book, a, a two book series, and it's basically everybody lives in stacked up trailers on top of each other, and they all live in virtual reality all day, basically. Sound like, like the Matrix. Kind of like, the, kinda, well, it's like the Matrix, but it's not forced like the Matrix. They chose to do it. Mm. And like, it has the typical... It has the typical thing you see where in the game, like they're everybody's either like a hot guy or a hot girl, but then they show them in reality and they're like a guy that's too big to get off the couch. Hmm. Like it's everybody lives in a virtual in a virtual reality world instead of living their lives because they want to. They want to escape from reality, and that's going to be us someday. Especially with <laughs> especially 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 with VR becoming more of a thing, that mm -hmm. will be Earth. Everybody's going to be living in virtual reality. I don't want to think about that. I don't, I, I would hate, I would hate for everybody to miss out on life and oxygen and traveling and, you know, things like that. But, but yeah, I have to check that movie out though, because I never heard, heard of that movie. Oh, it's, oh, it's, what's his name? Now you're going to, I got to look it up. I got to look it up. It's, the, the main actor and actress are big. It came out a few years ago, actually. Like, that came out. I don't even remember when that came out now. I want to say 2015? Oh, 2018. Yeah, it's, um... Alright, actually, it's spelled. It's not any big names I really recognize even, but it was... I mean, Simon Pegg's in it, and Ben Mendelsohn's in it, like, some actors that are big, but... Ty Sheridan and Olivia Cook are the main actors. And they're, they're somewhat big actors, but they're not huge. But it was a good movie. It was... An interesting perspective on what the future could be like. Hmm. I, I hope that I hope I will. I hope that I'm not a part. I'm, I think I would get bored um, just sitting in the house all the time. But then I'm come from another. I was born in the '80s, so that can explain why I would mm -hmm. not. Yeah. Same, same. But I mean, I'm in yeah. late, late, late '80s, but '80s, and I mean, I see. I used to work remote, and I would literally be home seven days a week, and I would go out shopping and all that, but still, there's not much to do anymore since COVID. So, and I got kids, so I can't really go do anything I want to. <laughs> I can't go out to the bar and drink all night. I can't go to a concert anymore, really, because I got no one to watch the kids. So, it kind of ruins your fun. But, hear this, all youngins. If you want kids, your fun's ruined. <laughs> unless, you, unless you have babysitters lined up. But, then you got to pay them. What an announcement! <laughs> it's true. I mean, Your life I used to go. To, ruined. <laughs> I used to, I used to go to concerts and spend four or five hours at a concert and just have fun, like half a day at a concert, and 
drinking, smoking, everything, and like life was good. But nowadays, you can't do that anymore if you have kids. Those damn kids. <laughs> I could literally start a podcast called that if I wanted to. <laughs> Jeremy, it has been so much fun um, talking with you. Where can people find you? Well, they can find me on Facebook as Jeremy Bryant. I'm pretty easy to find. There's a picture of me, too cute mastiffs and you can find me as paranormal the new normal slash maniacal music musings podcast group on facebook as well you can find me on twitter and the gram as at juggalo bastard and you can find me on tiktok as at juggalo bastard podcast feel free to come check out clips of my podcast or come check out videos of ghost lights in my garage and basement so my paranormal slides on there as well and you can find me on youtube just by searching any of my three show names, Paranormal Normal, Global Strangeness, or Maniacal Music Musings, all of them are on YouTube. Every episode releases on YouTube the same day it comes out on podcast. So Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Anything you you want to uh share, any future projects or anything you want to just leave with the audience before we sign off? Well, I don't know when this episode's gonna release, but but I will say this weekend we have a which will probably be after the before, before after, this is already what happened by Tennis Podcast, I'm guessing, but we will have a Chuck Berry bracket and on Monaco Music Musings this weekend, and we will also have a Serial Killers bracket on Paranormal New Normal. Mm. And next next month, we will have a Nightwish, we'll talk about Symphonic Metal, Nightwish bracket on Monaco Music Musings, as well as a wrestling theme song bracket for WrestleMania. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> and I'm not sure what the bracket for Paranormal Moon Normal will be next month, but I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> Working on that still. I gotta get past the serial killer one first and I could think of my next idea. But you know what's weird? I don't like horror movies, but I watch serial killer documentaries all day. <laughs> I'm the same way. I I watched eighty horror movies this past October for uh, another podcast I sometimes contribute to called Masturbators. And they did a 104 movie tournament for horror movies online. And I, I I haven't seen like 80 of the movies at least, so I had to watch them all so I can comment on them. Mm. Like I watched close to a thousand movies for that podcast basically. Like it's 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 great though because it's a lot of movies I wanted to see but I never got a chance to see. Right. Yeah. I mean especially oh, Especially when when they when when he did when DeAndre did the black movie tournament, I got to see so many movies that I never even knew existed that are great. That's why I watched Come to America, by the way. But okay, I'm glad you finally got to see. So okay, here's a question about Come to America. So did you ever watch Busta Rhymes? Um, which, which one is that? This? It, no, it's not that one. Um, what? Uh, what's the name of that song? Um, my put your hands where my eyes can see. Have you ever seen that music video? Bust, bust, bust the rhymes. I may have. I, I mean, I, I like Bust the Rhymes, so I may have, but I don't remember. But okay. I mean, but this, this defeats the point. That that video was based off that movie, so I guess if you hadn't seen the movie, you wouldn't have known that. I, I, I probably wouldn't have drawn it together. I mean, I haven't watched music videos like I used to in a long time. I mean, back in the early two thousands when YouTube first came out, that's all we did is watch music videos. But <laughs> now, now YouTube so is much more. Yeah. <laughs> Now, now, now YouTube has developed into a place where my kids watch horrible stuff all day. So, but you know, that's do the they way it watch Coco Melon? Are they young? Really young? No, no. I mean, okay. I have a five-year-old, but she doesn't watch Coco Melon. She watches, 
she's obsessed with haunted happy meals at 3 a.m. or something like that. And um, Five Nights at Freddy's, they love and all that too. Like, they like horror stuff. I don't know why. I mean, their mother likes that stuff. Their, their mother loves that stuff too, but I, I just don't get it. Like, it's like not something you'd ever catch me watching, but then again, they also watch all the shorts of the, they made since Wednesday came out. So, who knows? Wednesday was awesome. Did you see that? Oh, I loved it. I've been an Am's Family fan since the 90s, watching the black and white repeats and watching the movies, so. Yeah, I like the movies. I didn't watch the black and whites, but I did see um, Adam Family Value. Was it Values and Values? No, it's Adam it, Family it, Values. And then what's the first one called? Just Adam's Family. Adam's Family. Yeah, I like those two movies. I used to watch yeah. those all the time. Yeah. Oh, I, I love out, those. I'm like, yes. Chris, Christina Ricci and Raul Julia, like it's and um, why well, can't I remember the wife's real name? But um, I, I don't know. But it's just Angelica. Yeah, Angelica Houston. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I love all the actors from that original from the those from those two movies in the nineties. All those actors were amazing, and I swear to God, there was a TV series in the nineties too. They had for Adam's Family with the actors from the movies. Was it? I have to. I have to look that up. I don't I, know. I have vague memories of like ninety eight, on um, summer break, watching like a TV show of them. Hmm. I looked that I, up. I mean, there there was a cartoon in the nineties too that was great. But I mean, I've always loved the Adams Family. Like, I've always been, I've always been goth. Like, I've always been goth minded. I've always been dark minded. Like, so I always like the creepier stuff in the world. Not horror movies, but I like the creepier stuff that's like almost horror. Right, that's straight comedy to me. Like, I love the Adam Family because they don't give a f, and they're their own kind, and that's what this, that's what I'm all about. Like, they don't care. Actually, okay, yeah, you just said it. That that right there describes why I love them, because that's me. I always been my own kind of person. I never cared what anybody thought about it. Yes. My, my parent, my mom used to yell at me all the time, like, "Don't you want to fit in?" I'm like, "No, not at all." <laughs> Fitting in is not fun. No, it's not. It's it's you you build your own puzzle, create your own lane. I love that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Well, it has been a I, I I think we're doing like a Midwestern goodbye. I feel like I've closed this episode like <laughs> And then it we happens. start talking about something else. But this has been so much fun. This conversation has been so much fun. And I just thank you for taking out your time. Um, and just coming on the platform and I'm sure I'm sure everyone listening enjoyed this episode as much as I did and I would definitely need to check out I want to watch um, the I'm gonna say this word wrong is it maniacal maniacal okay I don't have my glasses on maniacal music musings I do want to check that out because I would love to you got it right yeah oh thank you (laughs) I would love a a lot of people don't You know, I really, really, I was really looking at that word a lot to <laughs> make sure I pronounced it correctly. Yeah, so I really want to check that out because I do love music. So it would be interesting to hear about or want to listen, you know, want to listen to some things I never listened to before. So I am looking forward to listening to an episode. Oh, please still, you'll, you'll enjoy it. Once the first few episodes, we didn't really quite get in our stride yet. Well, actually, I mean, I'm not going to lie. No, no, the first episode it was funny, but. Once I started doing, once I started making intros special for each episode, that's when it got great though. Because the intros are what sells the beginning of the episode and my intros are always hilarious. <laughs> and my co-host reaction to what I call them. But 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna definitely um check that out. And Jeremy, don't be a stranger. Um, you can you're always welcome back to come on here, and we can just just chat. I love this. <laughs> Hit me up anytime you need a guest. I'm always free. Yes, and and listeners, listeners, if you have a favorite movie or or some or music that you want to you know explore. You don't talk about movies. I think we were talking about movies, but music that you want to explore or want to know more about the paranormal world, check out Jeremy. Check him out. He has three podcasts. No excuses. Check him out. <laughs> Just don't tell my wife you're checking me out. <laughs> and until next time, everyone, don't forget to be kind to yourself and to each other. Until next time. Bye. <laughs>